Good morning, everyone. Greet you in Jesus' name. Good to see a full house. You've heard already that we're having a our annual hymn sing this afternoon and time of worship and praise. And that doesn't just begin this afternoon. It's been in process here already this morning. I trust we have, our hearts have been filled with praise already this morning. We just sang about, about our latest breath, uh, whispering the praise of, of God to God. I invite you to turn to Psalm 100, a psalm of praise in the scripture. <clears throat> psalm 100. <clears throat> Very familiar. Many of you could recite the whole thing right now uh, without any review from by heart. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endureth to all generations. Now, if you notice in your, in your Bibles there where it says Psalm 100, uh, probably many of them say a psalm of praise or a psalm of thanksgiving. Or like one translation says, a thanksgiving psalm. And that was... Uh, with the title of, uh, of the psalm. And we've sung about, we've sung praises. Uh, we've, we've sung songs of thankfulness, expressing thanksgiving already this morning. And I was thinking about this, that we are to be like God. He calls us to be holy as He is holy to be merciful and forgiving as God is merciful and forgiving, to be kind and patient as God is to be righteous, but thankful like God is thankful. We don't read, be ye thankful as God is thankful. God isn't thankful in the way we are thankful, the way we're to be thankful. And the reason is that thankfulness and praise is a, is a human uh, response. They are part of worship. Worship to one who is greater than we are, greater than ourselves. Praise and thanksgiving to an almighty God, our benefactor, God is greater than we are. And He is the great giver of gifts. And what good thing do we have even to offer Him that He hasn't given to us already? We're far, far beneath Him and so in need of Him. And He has been so kind 
and so generous toward us. And we thank Him. And we worship Him. And while God may say, well done, and we hope to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant, we don't expect to say, thank you so much for helping me. I needed your help. We won't expect to hear that from God. But gratefulness and worship is a, is a human response to such a wonderful God. I want to think about three basic things that are characteristics of grateful Christians. And <coughs> the first is that the grateful Christian knows God, knows this God that we worship. In the psalm, Psalm 100, know ye that the Lord, he is God. And in verse five, for the Lord is good. And a grateful Christian knows that. He has a relationship with God. He, he knows that the Lord Jehovah is God and that he is good. And he knows that in a personal way because he prays to him and he reads his word and hears from him. And his spirit lives in his heart. In, uh, in Hebrews 11, verse 6, it says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must first believe that he is. Well, it doesn't have first in the verse, but it mentions that first. We must believe that he is. Believe in God. Jesus told about two men, one being thankful and one being unthankful. They were the Pharisee and the publican that Jesus told about going into the temple. One day, and the Pharisee stood, it says, and prayed thus with himself, is the way the King James says it. God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. I fast twice in the week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the publican standing there within eyesight of the Pharisee, he, he would not so lift so much as lift up his eyes unto heaven. His face was downcast. And he smote upon his breast, it says. And he said, he prayed, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And Jesus summed up this little story this way. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. The publican went back to his home justified in right standing with God rather than the Pharisee. For everyone that exalteth himself shall be abased or brought down, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted or lifted up. 
You know, the Pharisee, the Pharisee's words sounded like a prayer. It sounded like a prayer to God. God, I thank thee. But it just quickly turns into a like an advertisement for himself. He was promoting himself to God. Notice, notice how what a good person I am. And notice how I'm, I'm so much better than this other man over here with his face downcast and beating on his chest and looking so sad, looking so mournful. But though he said, I thank thee, he wasn't really thankful to God. He didn't realize how needy he was He did not experience God's blessing and benefit, uh, didn't benefit from his mercy and provisions. It was the publican who went home with a lighter heart, with a blessed heart and a thankful heart, not the Pharisee. The publican went home knowing God And that's a common condition, the condition of the Pharisee to know things about God, to see clues about God. Uh, And then, like it describes in Romans, even though they had the, uh, the evidence of God and could see that there must be a creator, there has to be a designer and acknowledging that at some point, but they did not worship him. They did not glorify him as God, it says in Romans 1. And neither were they thankful. And with a heart like that, that resists the knowledge of God and doesn't acknowledge God for who he is and worship him, their thoughts became darker. They were already kind of confused, but their thoughts became darker and foolish, vain in their imaginations. And their foolish heart was darkened in verse 21. And they began worshiping idols instead of God. So first there was distorted thinking, wrong thinking. And then we see in the the case here in this description that there was perverted thinking. Uh, abominable behavior. And Paul wrote to Timothy in 2 Timothy 3 verse 2 about men that will love themselves. The Pharisee loved himself. And he says they're covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unthankful not acknowledging God, not acknowledging God's goodness. And he tacks on to the end, unholy. So we are sure, we know that Jesus is not just the Savior that we sing about, but we know him as our Savior. And we know God as the great 
Jehovah God, our God, our deliverer, our protector, our provider. A second characteristic, and we've kind of touched on this already, but a grateful Christian knows what God has done. Knows what God has done for him. We know, we have to know what God has done for us. That's what the, the Pharisee missed so badly. And the publican was so aware of and so thankful for. In our psalm, know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. You've heard people talk about a self-made man. And you can kind of understand what they're saying. He did, you know, used a lot of initiative and and he was a self-motivator and he saw things that he needed to do to develop his skills and his abilities and his effectiveness and persuasiveness and whatever. And he works hard and, and so his business grows or his influence grows or whatever. And sometimes such men are called or women are called self-made people. But a Christian is always, he may have some, I mean, he wants to develop too, but he is, uh, he is so aware of God's gifts and of God's grace and of God's mercy, God's grace to help him. That we are his people. He hath made us. We belong to him. And we notice there in, in Hebrews 11, verse 6, that he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him as the rest of the verse. And so a grateful Christian has, is experiencing that, that he believes God is everything that the Bible says he is. And he is experiencing it. Not hasn't, He hasn't experienced, he hasn't learned everything, he hasn't experienced everything, but he is learning and he is experiencing the truth of God, who God is. The Lord is good to all, but the scripture tells us, Jesus told us, that not everyone recognizes it. He maketh the Father in heaven maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. The just will thank God. The good will thank God. The evil enjoy it. The evil benefit from the sunshine and the rain, but they don't acknowledge the source. The Lord is good to all, and His tender mercies are over all His works. (coughs) 
In Jesus' ministry, he was going to Jerusalem one time and passed through Samaria and Galilee. And as he came into a, a certain village, it says in Luke 17 that there met him ten men who were lepers, which stood afar off. They stood a ways off, which was following the rules. They weren't supposed to be associating with healthy people, but to keep their distance. There were some important regulations that they stay away so they wouldn't be contaminated, contaminate and infect uh, healthy people. And these 10 men lifted up their voices, it says, and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when Jesus saw them, he said unto them, go show yourselves to the priests. Go to the priests. He didn't walk up to them. He didn't mix any mud up and put it on their bodies or anything. He just said, go to the priest. Show yourself to the priest. And it came to pass as they went, they were cleansed. They were made well. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God, saying, glorifying God was acknowledging what God had done, what Jesus had worked, the miracle, praising him. And he fell down on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, were there not 10 that were cleansed? But where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, the Samaritan, arise and go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Now all of them knew what happened. Not a single one of them could have missed it, that they were healed. I'm sure they, I would imagine, doesn't say what all happened, but I would imagine they all exclaimed. And nine of them were just so ready, apparently, to take advantage of their new freedom. That rule about keeping the distance was not, not in effect anymore for them. I'm sure they went ahead to uh, the priest as Jesus had instructed, but they were ready to go home. Or did they take it, just take it for granted what Jesus had done? Did they feel deserving? Did they feel like we were Jews, uh, we were owed this? It wasn't fair that we had leprosy in the first place. We were just getting our, what was due us. I don't know what all they thought, but one of them, did a very uh, important, took a very important step. And that was to return, to remember, to go back and thank Jesus. A very important point. The grateful Christian worships God. He thanks God for what he has done and for who he is. 
make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness and come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations. So Christian thanksgiving is joyful. A joyful and grateful response. It is worship. When we read what Paul wrote in Romans 12, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice. You know, that resonates with us. We understand. We've experienced the mercies of God. We, we, that, that pulls at us. We see the sense, the, the logic, the, what we owe him by the mercies of God. We love him because he first loved us. We're thankful to God for simple things like food. That's not a simple thing for some people this morning, today. But even Jesus took the loaves and he didn't start breaking them right away and handing them out to the disciples to distribute to the, to the 5,000. But he gave thanks. He said, thank you, Lord, for the food. And we should pray for simple things. We should ask God for the simple things, the small things that we need. And then we should like, give us this day our daily bread. And then we should say thank you for the little things too. And we're grateful for great things. And the greatest of which is our salvation. Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. <clears throat> I told um, the folks at the chapel a few weeks ago about Poe, a Cambodian girl. She grew up in Cambodia. She uh, survived the genocide of the murderous uh, Khmer Rouge, the communist in the 1970s. But even as a child, she had a, a curiosity and earnestness about her to know things that she didn't understand. And things like um, one day she and her family were taking an offering to of fruit to the Buddhist temple to offer to Buddha. And she asked her mother, where does fruit come from? It's so colorful, it tastes so good. Who made it? And her mother said, hush, child. It just grows like it has. It just grows like it always has. It just always has done that. We don't ask questions about where it came from or who made it, that's not important. 
But she was thinking, things don't just make themselves. Her mother made scarves. Her father made ox carts. There has to be an answer. And when they got to the temple and she watched Buddha as they put their offerings there on the earth, maybe they gave them to the priest, I think, and they put them up there in front of the image and she watched him closely. He did not blink. He did not breathe. He was not even alive. She didn't see any sign of life. And does he, why does he need to be taken care of? What kind of God is he? And other times she asked her sister about the stars. Where, where did all these stars come from? And there was no answer. As she got older, uh, in her teens, uh, she had some health problems and wasn't well. And one day, um, somebody came to her to the door. She was there by herself. And it was a neighbor lady who uh, said, you've been sick a lot, Poe. You should come along with me to church. You need Jesus. Well, she had never heard of Jesus before. So she went with this lady to church. The next Sunday, she was ready, and they went to a neighbor, neighboring house and went to the basement where the uh, homeowner uh, was a minister and a number of people were gathered there, and they sang. And then this man got up and started talking. And the first thing she noticed was that he used expression in his voice. He didn't speak in a monotone like the monks at the temple. And this is what he said. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And she leaned forward. This man was answering her questions. And God saw everything that he had made and behold, it was very good. She felt goosebumps. This made sense. And it seemed like everybody else in the room already knew this. She had not known this. So after the service, she went to the pastor and was asking him some questions. And he handed her a book. And on the front of the book, it said Bible. And she took it home and began to read and read and read. And finally, she came upon the story of Jesus, and she was reading that story. He is the Son of God. He came to earth as a baby. And then, and then he did this, these wonderful miracles, and he preached to the crowds and, and was sharing the gospel. And then he was arrested and tried and killed. And this really upset her. And she just cried with frustration. And she slammed the book shut. How could he die? What was the purpose of his life? 
Wednesday evening, the neighbor came and wanted to take her along to the evening service. And she wasn't sure if she even wanted to go, but she decided to go another time. And she would ask the preacher about his religion. What was the difference between his religion and her religion? Jesus was dead. Buddha was dead. They both taught good things. So what's the difference? So after the service, uh, she wanted to talk with the preacher. And he could tell that she was disappointed and seemed bitter. And he said, what's wrong, Poe? And she said, Jesus died. What was the purpose of his life? And he said, did you read? Did you read your Bible? Did you read about Jesus? And she said, yes, until I got here. And then he told her, you need to keep reading. And she did. For half an hour or so, she kept reading. And then the light dawned on her. That Jesus is alive. And that he came because he loved her. God loved her. And she was, she was very moved and she wept with great emotion. And she accepted Christ. And she went home. She had never, she had never been so happy in all her life. She said she felt clean when she washed, but this made her feel This made her feel spotless. A heavy weight had been lifted from her soul. And she went home. Her family thought she was crazy. And they, they, opposed, they opposed her, but she was faithful. She praised the Lord. Gratefulness to God not only honors God, it strengthens us. It benefits us. Gratefulness is a good antidote for a lot of troubles, of troublesome characteristics like complaining and grouching and depression, discouragement. Um, Gerald said something, I think it was Gerald, about singing and feeling lifted and encouraged. That does that. It's a good antidote for discontent and covetousness. Can we be content and not be thankful? 
I don't think so. I believe it is true Christian contentment would be a, a fruit of thankful of a thankful heart. Gratefulness helps our humility. We remember who we are. We remember our need. Like Jesus said about the publican, he that humbleth himself shall be exalted, shall be lifted up, shall be encouraged, shall be, shall be blessed. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, He is God. It is He that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. Be thankful unto Him and bless His name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and His truth endureth to all generations. Shall we have a closing song?